Richwood. Brought to you in part by Life Center. Changing lives through organ and tissue donation. Honda East and Honda East Power Equipment Dealer. Skyline Chili. Feeling good and hungry. It's Skyline time. Mixco Plumbing. Choose a pro. Choose Mixco. And by First Star Logistics. Opportunity knocking. Check out FirstStarLogistics.com. On 700 WLW, the home of the best Bengals coverage. All right, let's keep it moving. Hour number two unfolding from Long Neck Sports Grill in Richwood. It is, in fact, the First Star Logistics Roundtable Show. Lance McAllister, Rocky Boyman, thanks for hanging out with us. We take it till 9 tonight, and then let's see, 9 o'clock, it's Thursday. I think that must mean uh, Dan Carroll in from 9 to midnight tonight. Each week at this time, we talk Bearcats. Let's talk with our next guest from The Athletic, theathletic.com. That would be Justin Williams. Justin, how we doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, we are well. Uh, let's get to the important stuff right off the bat. Uh, I understand that you were you were uh, given the task of being a chaperone on a field trip today for kids. Please give us the details. Yeah, so look, the, the fact that I'm not doing this interview lost in the middle of a corn maze out in the middle of nowhere is, uh, is a huge it. win because it, it was looking like that was a possibility for, for a moment there. That's fantastic. Well, we're glad, uh, we're glad you made it out. Um, Bengal or uh, Bearcats coming off the bye at SMU on Saturday. I, I got to imagine from a mental and physical rest up recharge standpoint, if Luke could have, you know, been been given a pen to draw up when he wanted the bye, this was a well timed bye ultimately, wasn't it? Yeah, we actually talked to him about that this week. You know, he said it's always kind of different year to year sometimes. You wish you might have had a little sooner, or if you have a lot of momentum, you know, you wish you could push it back a little bit later. But just in terms of them being banged up, even though they're 5-1 and one and playing really well, you're right. This uh, could not have come at a better time, kind of right in the middle of the, the schedule, and it gives them a chance to, to get healthy and reset a little bit for this last stretch. And, and Justin, one of the things you wrote about this week was uh, about Evan Prater and possibly giving him a package. I mean, just first off, how is that working? You know, Evan Prater, a super highly, re, you know, recruited guy right here from Ohio. Is is that going well in this world of the transfer portal and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, look, publicly everyone's saying the, the right things, whether it's Evan or the coaches. But I've talked to a couple people behind the scenes, and they've said that Evan's attitude has been great, that, you know, they've told him, look, you need to be ready. You're always one play away, and he's definitely treated it that way in practice and in preparation. And then, you know, we actually saw that. He had to come into that game against USF. Ben Bryant goes out with an injury. We learned this week it was concussion. Uh, Bearcats were down at the time. Evan Prater comes in. You know, if you look at the stat line, it's not like he had to do a bunch, but he, he led that comeback, and, and part of it was kind of just the threat of his running ability. And I think, you know, they brought him in for a, a play earlier in that game when Ben was still in and, and let him run it. I think he showed what he can do, you know, from a dual threat capability. But I also think maybe even more so seeing him come in in that game, lead them to a comeback win, and just him kind of not being – scared off by the moment or really getting his first reps in kind of a big tight situation like that i think that only gives the team even more confidence to, to maybe like you said have a package for him or, or find different situations throughout the game when they can bring him in to try and give the defense a different look justin williams from the athletic covering the bearcats checking in tonight on the first star logistics roundtable show you did an excellent uh, story this week kind of truth myth about various aspects of this team how has numbers wise how is this defense stacking up compared to last year's defense was which was obviously had gobs of talent and was off the charts in his numbers what's the comparison look like 
Yeah, it's, it's actually pretty amazing. I mean, you would not be uh, hyperbolic to say that that was the best defense in program history. And, you know, statistically, it was one of the defense uh, best defenses in the country last year. I think they rated fourth in yards per play. Well, if you're looking at the stats, you know, obviously just through six games so far this year, the defense, Cincinnati's defense is fourth in yards per play allowed. And, you know, they're right up there in some other statistics as well. They lead the country in tackles for loss. Uh, lead the country in sacks, and obviously Ivan Pace, we've talked a lot about, is a big part of that. They're definitely doing it different. You know, you don't have the same talent on the back end and the secondary as they did with Sauce and Kobe Bryant and those guys last year, but they've been able to kind of compensate for that with the way they played up front. And we'll see. SMU has a good offense. Uh, UCF, who they play next week after after this weekend, has a really good offense. So, so we'll see how those numbers look come towards the end of the year. But just in based on what they've done so far, the eye test, you know, it isn't quite what it was last year, but if you're just looking at the numbers, uh, they're doing a really, really strong job considering all that they lost. Justin, put into context just how good Ivan Pace has been. I, I don't think anybody, I, don't, I would say, not, I don't think many people, including myself, thought he would have this kind of impact coming from Miami last year, coming on this team. Thought he might provide some depth, but he's been one of the best defensive players in the country. Yeah, that, that USF game before the bye, I think he had seven or eight tackles. It was second on the team, and everyone was like, man, that was the best any offense has been able to neutralize Ivan Pace all season because pretty much week after week, he's knifing into the backfield, making tackles for loss, getting sacks. And a big thing is it's, it's his motor. I mean, you're right. When you put him out there, you know, he was a two-star coming out of high school, which is part of the reason why a lot of people other than Miami passed on him. And even now, he's kind of changed his body. He's dropped some weight, but he's not that prototypical linebacker uh, that, that you would see at kind of the top level of college football. And it doesn't matter. He's bouncing off blockers. You know, I, talking to Mike Trestle, the defensive coordinator, a couple weeks ago, they saw it in practice, but then he goes out week one against Arkansas and some first-team All-American caliber players on that Arkansas offensive line, and he's bouncing off blocks. He's swatting them away, getting in the backfield. And that was when they knew, like, all right, you know, our eyes were not lying to us in practice. This is legit, and he's only backed that up ever since then. Justin, I think when, when you have a, a group of players as good as this tight end group with, with Josh Wiley and, and Leonard Taylor, the, the, the easy default position is throw it to them all the time. But you, you kind of break down the truth, the myth, and the, the reality of the usage or the direction of, of targets, and it's, it's not out of whack in terms of who Ben is, is targeting, is it? No, and, you know, they, they really the, – one of the great things that I think Ben Bryan has done this year is the way he's distributed the ball. It would be very easy for him to kind of key in on, on Josh Wiley or Leonard Taylor or even, you know, Tyler Scott, Trey Tucker, and just kind of force them the ball because of how talented they are. And I think he's done a great job going through his reads, going through progressions, and taking what the defense has given him. And so far this year, it's been a lot of Tyler Scott and a lot of Trey Tucker on the outside – some of those deep balls to, to Tyler Scott and Nick Martiner. And part of that is the way defenses are playing them in terms of they're either crowding the box to take away the run or to actually take away those tight ends because teams know how good Wiley and Leonard Taylor are. Uh, but credit to Ben Bryant that he hasn't, you know, kind of tried to force it into them. And, and he's really moved the ball around. It seems like every game he's completing to six, seven, eight different receivers. And so I understand, you know, especially when maybe the defense or the offense stalls a little bit, why fans are looking out there saying, why can't we just get the ball to, to Josh or Lenny? That totally makes sense because they are NFL caliber players. But I think you have to give Ben credit for the way he has played from a distribution standpoint. And I think as we get in more to the season and teams start to key in more on Tyler Scott and Trey Tucker because of how good they've been, 
then maybe you start to see some of those opportunities open up more for, for Josh and Lenny. And if the first half has shown us anything, it's that if they're open, Ben should be able to find them. Yeah. Justin, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I wanted to ask you, since the Bengals are, are playing the Falcons, Des Ritter's down there. Uh, I feel like at some point there was some calls for him to get in the game. Now Marcus Mariota played much better the last couple weeks, but what, what do you know or what have you heard about you know, Des Ritter's uh, short tenure in Atlanta? Yeah, you know, it's, it's tough because I think you can look at the stats and it's not like Marcus Mariota's blowing it up. But yeah. the Falcons are still managing to win some of these games. And I think it can be hard to go to that new young guy when you're still winning games. Uh, you know, look, I, I don't think anyone would, even in Atlanta, would tell you that Marcus Marriott is the long-term plan there. I think they hope that Des Ritter can be that. Uh, so, you know, what I know about Desmond Ritter is he's always going to prepare. He's going to be ready. And I suspect that whenever he does get his chance, whether it's at some point, this season or if it's next year or whenever uh, you know history at Cincinnati at least would tell us that he's not going to give up that opportunity and, and will handle it pretty well Justin Williams from the athletic checking in uh, last question for you um, I, I, I look at all the different bowl projections I see a lot tying the Bearcats to the Cotton Bowl you address the the path to a New Year's Day six bowl and and, and the path is there the opportunity is not going to be easy but there is a path for the Bearcats isn't there Yes, I mean, it's, honestly, it's pretty clear. There, yeah. there are zero undefeated group of yeah, five teams. Coastal went down uh, last week. I was there for that one, so that's big. Yeah, Exactly, and, and they were the only one that you thought, like, all right, if they were on the table and they're undefeated, it'd be hard to maybe put Cincinnati in above them with that one loss. Well, now they don't have to worry about that. You're right, Lance. It's not going to be easy. You do have to win out. You have to go undefeated. You have to win the conference championship. But if Cincinnati can do that, they're currently the highest-ranked group of five teams. They will have knocked off SMU, UCF, Tulane, you know, on the path to doing that, and then won a conference championship for a third straight year. I really don't envision any scenario where if that happens, they you know don't get put into that New Year's Six Bowl, which would take them back to the Cotton Bowl. There's maybe even a chance that they would lose the game but still win the conference tournament, or the conference championship, that they could do that. That would be a lot more complicated. They might need some help. But if they take care of their business and, and win out, then they're, they're going to be in a third straight New Year's Six Bowl, which, considering what they lost from last year, is, is really impressive. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. Uh, in uh, conclusion, uh, give a plug, a preview for those uh, looking for basketball information on the Bearcats as well. You've got a piece up uh, within the last a few hours earlier today on, on Jared Hensley. Kind of preview uh, what that piece is about. Yeah, so you know, it's a kid who broke his wrist with about two weeks to go in the season, his non-shooting hand wrist last year, and didn't realize he broke it, kind of shook it off and played through it. Uh, and then when he got surgery in the offseason, it actually kind of helped him reset his shooting form. Uh, and then he actually went overseas and played for a little bit in kind of this exhibition tournament. And so he's one of those guys who's coming back who didn't have a huge role last year, um, but on a team with a lot of new guys, he's going to be kind of fighting for minutes and, you know, he has a lot of the qualities that West Miller prizes in terms of defense and versatility. Uh, and so there's definitely a chance for him to have a bigger role this season. And we'll have plenty more about basketball. going to have a, a season preview coming next week. And uh, the first game, I think, is just about three weeks away. Unbelievable. Excellent stuff, as always. Uh, always appreciate the time. Glad you made it through the maze. And uh, thank you. We'll talk again soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks, guys. Right. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Justin. Justin Williams from The Athletic, theathletic.com. When we come back, time for your fantasy football fix. Lineups. Get your lineups ready. Dan Claskins has the latest as we continue with the First Star Logistics Roundtable Show, Long Neck Sports Girl in Richwood on 700 WLW. Don't shudder in fear of another bland 
and pointless morning. What? Mike McConnell is here to make your morning super. Yeah, that's a good thing. News, interviews, laughs, and his circle of champions. Chuck Ingram, the master of the motorways. Jennifer Ketchmark, the meteorological maven. And Seg Dennison voted Mr. Chuck seven years running. That is amazing. Make your morning super with Mike McConnell. I've never been so proud in my life. Tomorrow morning at 5. I like that. That has impact. On 700 WLW. There's never been a better time to upgrade to a premium carrier home comfort system. For a limited time, you can claim up to $1,650 in.